0: If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444 -444 4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end, It's up to you, because only you can save your baby.
1: Hi, I'm Lisa Collins and welcome to today's teaching of Real Christianity with your teacher Mosley Collins. Each week we try to bring you a study of God's Word that will encourage and equip you to live a life that God can bless, to live a life of real Christianity. And now I am proud to present your brother in Christ and my husband, Mosley Collins.
0: Thank you, darling. Welcome and hello to to our show, Real Christianity. The goal of this radio ministry is to encourage you and to encourage me to live a life that God can bless not just a life of going through the motions where God is fourth or sixth or tenth on our list of priorities, no. But number one, because we are so filled with awe at all He has done for us and all He is doing for us today, wonderful things. And so I want to thank you for inviting me into your home or car or wherever you are. And I want you to know that it's a great privilege, I feel, to be able to share with you the incomparable Word of God before I graduated from law school, I graduated from Bible college, and sharing the Word of God has been my love for over 30 years. Now, as for today, in previous programs, we have spoken about having a heart that's perfect towards God. That's certainly a high and seemingly unobtainable goal for any Christian. Our study was based on a scripture promise found in the Old Testament, Second Chronicles 16.9. You know, I love the Old Testament it is after all the bible that jesus read so let me share with you that scripture promise the bible says in second chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 for the eyes of the lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards him this verse is a promise from god and what does he promise He promises to look and search throughout the whole earth, including our city. He searches your street, your home, looking for people so he can show himself strong on their behalf. He's looking for people who need his help, like you and me. Looking for people who struggle, like you and like me. Looking for people who stumble and fall, like you and like me, so he can show himself strong and mighty, and victorious on our behalf in the midst of our troubles when we are at the end of our strength, the end of our rope, out of answers, out of solutions at that moment. He is looking to show up and save us if we have a heart that's perfect towards Him. In prior programs, we have discussed how to have a heart that's perfect towards God. None of us have in our own strength. In our own goodness, a heart that's perfect towards God. We are too weak, too prone to failure, too distracted by the things of this world. I'm not that good, not that pure, not that holy. No, not at all. You may be thinking the same thing. Mosley, come on, a heart that's perfect towards God? You must be kidding. But a heart perfect towards God comes not by our works. We are not that good. It comes by grace and the unmerited favor of God to those who ask God for it. It's like salvation. We are saved not because we deserve it, not because we are that good, but God in his great kindness and love saves those anyway who trust him. In Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine, we read, by grace have you been saved through faith. It is the gift of God not of works, lest any should boast." This is true of everything we receive from God. It's all a gift given by God, not to those who are so good, but to those who ask Him and believe and trust in Him. All we have that is noble and gracious and Christ-like is a gift from God. We can't take pride or boast about any of it, whether it is salvation or righteousness or a heart perfect towards God. It's all a gift because in ourselves and apart from Christ, we are not that good, not that holy. Someday you and I will stand before God at his judgment throne. On that day, one look from the holy Son of God and everything we have that is built on our pride will burn up, vaporize and be gone in an instant. All that will remain will be the gifts God has given us and that we were willing to receive. This is true of salvation and righteousness and a heart perfect towards God. The Bible says that Abraham was chosen and loved by God. But was Abraham righteous by his own deeds? The Bible records several occasions when Abraham appears to have had moral lapses. He falls short. He looks to us to be less than righteous. But here is the powerful, powerful truth that will totally change your Christian walk if you will get it. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4, verse 3, Abraham believed God, and God counted it as if it were righteousness. Let me repeat that. Abraham believed God, and God counted it as if it were righteousness. You see, believing God is not really righteousness we're not capable of true righteousness only sinless jesus was capable of that only the father son and holy spirit live in true righteousness the bible says in romans chapter 3 verse 10 concerning mankind there is none righteous no not one god knows that true righteousness is too hard too high for us to obtain so god in his great kindness and love says to me and to you, if you will just believe in me, I will count that as if it were true righteousness. God counts believing in him as if it were righteousness. That is, how we are righteous before God, in his sight, if we believe in him, if we accept and follow Jesus. God graciously counts that as righteousness. And he counts us as holy and acceptable and pleasing and perfect by the blood of Christ shed for us to make us perfect. How do we obtain salvation? By believing in God. How do we obtain righteousness? By believing in God. How do we obtain a perfect heart? By believing in God. Believing God is the key. But what is meant by believing God? By that I mean believing and embracing everything God said in the whole Bible, from Genesis chapter 1 all the way to the end, Revelation chapter 22. Believing it all, every word, every scripture. Believing God loves us, and because of that great love, sent his Son to save us. Believing Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, who died for our sins and rose on the third day. Believing that by receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior and believing on His name that we receive the gift of eternal life. You can have a heart that's perfect towards God by faith, not because you are so good. You still will make mistakes like Abraham did. You may even fall short as David did, but God will love you and grant you a perfect heart in His opinion if you believe Him and cling to Him and receive Him as your Lord and Savior. So here's the key, God passes over our mistakes and failings He see if he sees the blood of Jesus on our hearts. God has a special love for us as if we belong to Jesus. One of my favorite Old Testament passages is found in 2 Samuel chapter 9 beginning at verse 1. To set the scene, at this time Saul had been crowned king over Israel but he didn't follow God's instructions so God rejected Saul and chose David to be the future king once Saul was removed. And so for a long time there was a bitter struggle occupying many years between Saul and David until Saul was finally killed by other enemies and David became king. Now years before David became king he developed a deep friendship with Saul's son named Jonathan. Unlike his father Saul Jonathan was a truly wonderful young man and even saved David's life once. So David and Jonathan were dear friends, until Jonathan was killed in a battle with other enemies. And Jonathan had a son whose name was Sheph. a difficult name to pronounce, I agree. Now, the scriptures I'm going to share with you occurred many years after both Saul and Jonathan had died and David had become king. One day, David was in his court and he asked a question beginning at second Samuel chapter nine, verse one. The Bible says, David said, is there still anyone left of the house of Saul that I might show kindness to him for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king asked him, are you Ziba? And he said, at your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul, to whom I may show kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is a son of Jonathan, who is lame on his feet, named Vassibalashef. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Makar, son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Then king David sent and brought him out of the house of Makar, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar that when Mesibalasheph, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mesibalasheph, and he answered, Here is your servant. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you the lands of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread continually at my table." you shall eat bread continually at my table. This scripture, which I have just read, is symbolic of how God treats us now and will treat us on Judgment Day. In this story, David stands for God, Saul stands for all mankind, Jonathan represents Jesus, and we are Mesiblishev. Mesiblishev was lame on his feet. He couldn't walk. Now today that's a great handicap. In David's time, it was even a worse handicap. It was a terrible stigma. If you were lame, you couldn't be a priest, even if you were a descendant of the priestly tribe of Aaron. If you were lame, you couldn't serve in the army. If you were lame, you couldn't work. If you were lame in David's day, you were essentially useless and a burden. So David asked, is there still anyone left of the house of Saul, to whom I may show kindness to for Jonathan's sake. Not for Saul's sake, but for Jonathan's sake. God is also asking that question today, and he'll ask it on Judgment Day. Is there anyone of the house of man to whom I may show kindness to for Jesus' sake? That's what God is asking now. You and I, we're lame on our feet, spiritually speaking. We're not going to be profitable to God. There's nothing to recommend us except we belong to Jesus. And so God asks not, are there any perfect people? No. People with their own righteousness? No. People who have never failed? No. People who have never stumbled? No. God doesn't ask that. He asks, are there any here to whom I can show kindness for Jesus' sake? God asks, are there any in your town, on your street, in your home, to whom I can show kindness for Jesus' sake, because they belong to my son Jesus. It's even okay if we're lame on our feet, if we belong to Jesus. You see, the key is this. God is looking for you, and God is looking for me, even if we're flawed, even if we've stumbled, even if we have mistakes in our life. God is looking for us if we belong to Jesus. If you belong to Jesus, God will find you, and God will bless you, and He'll give you a heart that's perfect towards Him. Let's take a break.
1: I hope you are enjoying our teaching on Real Christianity. If you have questions concerning today's topic, or you would like to receive a free copy of today's message on CD, just call us at 916-444-4444. That's 916, all fours. Or you can visit our website at www.myrealchristianity.com. That's myrealchristianity.com. On the website, you will find a list of all our past programs. You can choose whatever is helpful to you. Programs like How to Lead Someone to Christ, How to Start Your Day with God, The Lord's Prayer, Faith, and Seven Things God Loves to Hear You Say. Now, let's get back to today's teaching.
0: Thank you, darling. Before the break, we were discussing the scripture passage where David seeks to find and do good to the descendants of his friend, Jonathan. And we discussed how this passage really is an example of how God feels about those who belong to Jesus. God asks, is there any here to whom I can show kindness for Jesus' sake? On judgment day, you will hear that question asked. And on that day, which will be either terrible or wonderful, depending on your answer, you'll want to raise your hand and say, here am I, I belong to Jesus. On that day, it won't matter if you were elected to office. It won't matter if you were rich or poor. It won't matter if you played a good game of golf or tennis or cards. It won't matter how much money you saved or how much you owned, or how much you earned. On that day, gold, silver, fine watches, fancy cars will be worthless. On that day, the most precious thing in all eternity will be a single drop of the blood of Jesus which takes away sin and marks us as one of His. On that day, it'll be perfectly clear that the blood of Jesus will never, never, never lose its power. But Shep was lame on his feet, just as, in God's eyes, we are poor and weak We're lame on our feet, yet he will receive us into heaven if we belong to Jesus. He will give us salvation and a perfect heart if we belong to Jesus. Much of what we admire today will be worthless on that day. And in the eyes of God, much of what we admire today, gold, silver, houses, cars, is worthless right now because none of it can purchase salvation or a perfect heart. God is close to the humble and helps them, but the proud he knows afar off. For God has chosen the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. The foolish things like believing in the Bible, loving Jesus, putting God first, sharing the gospel, giving to the poor, people who cannot repay you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, God has chosen the foolish things of the world To put to shame the wise, God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things which are. Why? So that no one can boast in his presence. So you can see the true riches are all gifts from God to you and to me. In spite of our struggles, Our failings, our faults, even though we are, in His sight, lame on our feet, unprofitable and useless, God shows up with His wonderful gifts, including a perfect heart. Will you ask for it? Will you receive it today? Will you give up today anything that stands in your way of this great gift? Today, right now? If so, will you pray with me? Lord, forgive my failures create in me a perfect heart, and remove anything in my life that prevents me from receiving this wonderful gift. Amen. This is one of the prayers God loves to say yes to, because God is asking, is there anyone here listening to whom I can show kindness for Jesus' sake? God promises to those who belong to Jesus, as, he, as David did to Masibla chef, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jesus' sake, and you shall eat bread continually at my table. God is calling you and me to a deeper walk with him. Can you sense it? God is calling you and me to receive more from him. It's not out of your reach. It was, it's within your easy grasp. You know, God recently spoke to me in a dream, and in my dream I was standing next to an angel who was holding an open Bible, and the angel showed me a page of the Bible containing wonderful truths of God. I read the page and was filled with knowledge and wisdom, and the angel asked me, do you want more? I said, yes. He turned the page and let me read it. Do you want more? He asked. I said, yes. He turned the page again and let me read it. This continued for several pages, and each page I read filled me with wonderful truths of God. Then another man walked up. He appeared to be religious, but he didn't have a love for God's word. Do you want more? The angel asked this other man. No, he said. At that, the angel slammed the book shut. You know, I'm praying that you want more from God today, and I'm praying that you're gonna reply yes to God, I want more.
1: We here at Real Christianity hope that today's message was a blessing to you. You can get a free copy of today's teaching at 916-444-4444. That's 916, all fours. Or you can visit our website at www.myrealchristianity.com. That's myrealchristianity.com. Here is a final thought from Mosley.
0: You know, I don't want to end this broadcast without inviting you, my dear listener, to receive Jesus Christ as Savior. The Bible says in John chapter 1 that when Jesus, the Son of God, came to earth, his own received him not, But as many as did receive him, to all who believed in him, to them he gave the power and the right to become the children of God. They were born again and received the wonderful gift of eternal life. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, but you would receive him now into your heart and life, pray with me. Lord Jesus, forgive my sins. Come into my heart be my Savior. Amen." If you sincerely prayed that prayer, the Bible teaches you are born again. You have Christ as your Savior, and you have eternal life as you follow Him. If you want more help, please visit our website at MyRealChristianity.com or call me at 916 all fours. May God richly bless you, and I'll be here with you again next week
1: thank you for listening and until next week may god bless you always
0: If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444 In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444 We will help you without charge. But in the end... It's up to you because only you can save your baby.